The following podcast contains strong language and adult themes and is intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Entry C1451Z2J. Location, Doomwood, the Heaven and Hellfire Club. The living quarters of Emma Frost. Context, Emma Frost smuggled Quill, Rocket and I up a private stairwell. From the cellar to her living quarters on the second floor, she said she was going to get us help and she referred to us as her honored guests, but she also locked the door from the other side when she left us. Rocket. <coughs> hey, Rocket. <coughs> you all right, man? Oh, back off. <coughs> Is it Emma's perfume? It's a bit much, right? <coughs> this room smells like a rose garden threw up a bottle of champagne. Here, come over by the window. Come on, come on no, over here. Hey, hey, I said don't touch me. I'm fine. Sorry. Jeez. I'm opening up the window, okay? The air quality is, in fact, worse outside. <coughs> it's these guillotine collars is all. That's it. Breathing feels like choking. <coughs> well, not for much longer. Once we find that black vortex, we'll figure out how to no. take that thing off. No. no, come on. No. Look, I'll have cosmic powers, man. I'll probably be able to tear these things off with my bare hands while doing a triple backflip and shooting purple lasers out of my belly button. Okay, and I suppose I'm supposed to be reassured when you have a seven-year-old's understanding of cosmic power. Quit fooling yourself. We're not going to find the black vortex in time. Our only mission right now <coughs> should be survival. Getting these collars off. Screw everything else. Emma said she's going to help us. Oh, yeah. Okay. Look, she must know somebody in Doomwood. With all the mining and construction going on, somebody must have a laser welder, a diamond saw, something. She's not our friend. She's our warden. She wants to work together. And she clearly has the hots for me. Okay, fine. Then why are we locked in this room? Excuse me? She's shielding us, Rock, because we're being hunted. Star-Lord? And if you think about it for a second, are we really the ones locked in? Or are they locked out? Okay, I'm not even going to try to make sense of that sentence. Excuse me, Star-Lord? Yeah, what's up, Cora? What is happening in the street below may be of interest to you. Oh, scooch your booch and let me see. What is a booch? Something coming? Big group of people. Maybe 30, 40 all together. You want me to pick you up so you can see? No, no, I do not want no, you to no, pick me fine, up. It's fine, no, it's fine. No. Here, I got no, you, I got you. Do not pick me up. up. Never pick me up. Oh, fine. Okay, just settle down. It's a parade. I believe it is a protest. It's a protest. told you. See? No, I don't see anything. The window is too fucking high. This march? We obviously inspired it. Please. You don't inspire anything but fans of beard mites and elastic waistbands. No, seriously. They heard about us making trouble at Outpost 13. They heard about me dive-bombing Craven. They heard the Guardians are back. And they are so ready for it. You know something? That kind of magical thinking is why our heads are going to get clipped off. Which will occur in 47 hours, 55 minutes, and 18 seconds. How many times do I have to tell you? I don't want to know. How many times do I have to say, don't, don't give me the date? Who are the Guardians? We are the Guardians. Who are the Guardians? Go, Guardians, go. Did you hear that? I can't believe my ears. Go, 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 Our catchphrase. in the streets because we are all getting walked to 
death and poison to death by the air we breathe and the water we drink. Should we join him? No. There are heroes walking among us. I'm not just talking about the return of the Guardians. I'm talking about you. You, who makes a stand today as part of the second dawn. Go, go, Guardians, go, baby! Will you shut up? This is going to end poorly. What are you talking Why would you say that? This is amazing. Something is approaching. Let me amplify the sound of its progress. Incoming Doombot. Let there be another uprising now. A new dawn. A second dawn. We've come to accept that it's okay that we're screwed. There's nothing to hope for, but not anymore. I mean, it's just one Doombot. They can't arrest all of them, right? doing anything. They could still toss a few rocks, make a break for it. Are you seeing this, everyone? Here he is now. In proxy anyway, no doubt, this doom bot is going to tell us to shut up and go home. But are we going to? You hear that? We're not going anywhere. Ordinance 12F. Public demonstrations illegal. Bolster those guns. We gotta help them. There's gotta be another door or something. There's nothing you can do. Not now. Rock, look at them. He killed them. He killed all of them. and Sirius XM present Marvel's Wastelanders Old Man Star-Lord Chapter 6 Trust Exercise Location Heaven and Hellfire Club The Office of Emma Frost Context After the protesters were killed by the Doombot and their bodies dragged away and fed to the pigs Quill and Rocket made the decision to escape. Perhaps because seeing so much death made theirs seem that much closer. What do you mean, they left? They climbed out the window and crawled across the roof and hung from the gutter and dropped down into the street. Do, do you realize how reckless that was? They're not just putting themselves at risk. If they were seen leaving this building, everything I've built here, everything I've been working toward, will be done! You need to tell me where they went. Now. 
They did not tell me where they went, not precisely. Then what exactly did they tell you? They split up. Rocket is trying to find a way to remove the guillotine collars that will kill them in two days' time. Don't they understand I was going to help them with this very thing? Because you have not been forthcoming about your plans, they do not trust you. And I don't trust them not to blow up this one advantage we have against Doom. And Quill? Where is he? Quill is looking for the Black Vortex. Oh, that fool isn't going to live long enough to find it. What does he know? What, what other leads does he have? He did not tell me, but Emma Frost... What? As a telepath, how did you not know and anticipate their plans? Quill's not the only one getting older. You're saying you're not as strong as you used to be. There was a time when I could make every person in a ten-mile radius fall into a seizure with a wink of my eye. Your left eye or your right eye? I've lost some of my pizzazz. Why else would I be wasting my time interrogating a human-shaped bag of bolts? Neither of them were in the mood to talk, and they are always in the mood to talk. There were no jokes. There were no insults. What happened outside? It upset them greatly. But you're still here, darling. I am still here. Why? Before I answer that, I have a question for you. When you were playing Rattled, when Craven missed the snake, did you cheat? Well, of course I cheated. He weighs a hundred pounds more than me. I wasn't about to let the brute drink me under the table in my own club. Why play him if you know you can't win honestly? He's blood-crazed. Forever high on the hunt. Looking for trouble. He's a weapon of doom. He can do whatever he wants without consequence. He rarely comes to the heaven and hellfire without leaving a body behind. I am the only one capable of not just challenging him, but subduing him. You deceived him. And you have already deceived Star-Lord and Rocket? Locking them up for their own protection? It might be unkind, but it's hardly a deception. You are hiding your appearance. Careful. When I asked questions about you, everyone said you were the most extraordinary woman they had ever seen. I said be careful. Examples. Play recording. Emma Frost Legs is some museum-quality legs. I get a bad case of the dizzies every time I think about her. But that is not an accurate description of you. I said shut up! Shut up right now! I'd offer you a drink, but I don't have any oil. The same thing that allows you to read minds, it also allows you to change minds. Am I correct? Present company excluded. You control how people see you? A visual lie? It's not a lie. <sighs> I used to be a lot of things I'm not anymore. That is the way of this world. Cheers to that, darling. It's not like you're any better. Your entire appearance is nothing but camouflage for a tube of silicon and circuits. You asked why I am still here. I am still here because I am a test. Star-Lord and Rocket need to know if they can truly trust you. This is not a world that allows the luxury of trust. 
Then you have failed the test. Oh, for God's sake. How would I even pass it? If you are an ally, as you say you are, and not a deception, then you will bring Craven here. I had to chase him out before. Now you want me to bring him back? Bring him here, so that Rocket and Star-Lord can move freely through Doomwood without worrying about getting hunted down in the street. What am I supposed to even tell him? You are a clever, powerful woman. I am certain you will figure it out. I suggest we play by their rules. What do you mean by that? Listen, play transmission. Hello out there, loyal citizens of the Victor Lands. The month is off to a great start. Mining quotas have been filled and all outposts have met taxation goals. Folks, let me be the first to tell you, congratulations. Your productivity will be repaid in full by the loyalty and protection of our own Lord Doom. And as a thank you, everyone should expect... An extra half gallon of water rations, that's right. Okay, now, after the upsetting news of insurgents riding in the streets, I'm sure you're all interested in the same question that I am. How can we get back to some good old-fashioned law and order, right? Well, rest assured, Lord Doom is on it, and... So is Craven. That's right, folks. Craven is on the prowl hunting the terrorist Peter Quill. What was that supposed to accomplish? Do as the hunter does. Bait a trap. Hmm. Why are you smiling? Because I'm about to receive some good news. How do you know? Those electronic signals you're able to plug out of the air? Well, my mind isn't what it used to be, but I'm hardly a dead antenna. You're communicating with someone outside of this room. From the moment I learned that Quill and Rocket were gone, you've only had half of my attention, darling. Found your talking rat. Come in, Joanna. My queen. Well, I ain't gonna kill you. I'm gonna... <laughs> I can always count on you, can't I? Here you go. Don't let him scurry away. Oh, oh, you flarkin' piece of... You think you can get away with disrespecting me like that? Shut up, rat. Rat? Oh, okay. You think you can insult me by calling me a rat? Well, why don't you look in the mirror? What are you, anyway? Did your mother get drunk and rub up against a doombot? <laughs> uh, you'd be wise not to cross Joanna Forge. I once saw her tear a tree out of the ground with her metal arm. Oh, wow. <laughs> a quick squeeze and I could make soup out of your skull. She's a builder and a breaker of things. Rocket, may I untie your bindings? Uh, better not. You'll be an accomplice to murder because I am going to tear this... Forge freak apart! Metal cod piece and all! You good, my queen, or can I go? I'm afraid I have some other pressing uh, business to attend to. If you wouldn't mind watching over these two, they're a flight risk. I got better things to do than babysit a rat in a skin bot. It's rocket! Of course you do, but Craven is on his way here. Craven? So for all our sakes, let's keep this little arrangement under lock and key. 
Location, the office of Emma Frost. Context, Joanna Forge stood before the door with her arms crossed, watching Rocket and me. She was six feet three inches tall and weighed 392 pounds from the metal prosthesis that made up 63% of her body. Joanna Forge, may I ask you... You may not. Oh, in that case, I will not. Good. I will not ask you if you consider yourself a cybernetic organism. Don't talk to me. (coughs) Yeah, don't talk to her. It's like talking to an oven. You got nothing back but a big blast of hot air. (laughs) How are you feeling, Rocket? (sighs) Don't worry about my wounded pride. That is not what I was referring to. (coughs) Forget it. Nothing can be done. You should tell Star-Lord. What? No. I mean, what would that accomplish? He would want to know that his best friend was dying. No. That's the last thing he needs. He still hasn't gotten over what happened to the rest of us. By the rest of us, you mean the Guardians? Drax, Gamora, Groot. Yeah. He feels he is at fault? Oh, oh yeah. He feels it all right. Like the weight of the galaxy pressing down on his heart. You've seen it. He's always compensating, trying to make up for the past. Whether it's his shit-heeled dad or the death of the Guardians, his whole future is built on the denial of the past. Uh, I sure hope that dumb bastard's okay. Will you tell me what happened between you and Joanna Forge? All I wanted was a little help. I was looking for a way to get this guillotine off my neck. I was going to head over to the refinery, but then I smelled the coal dust, and I followed my nose. I found this shop at the edge of town, Blacksmith and Foundry. Forge's Forge, the sign reads. Open-air building with a tin roof. Shadows are thick beneath it. But I can see the orange glow of the coals and the silhouette of somebody moving around inside. It's not until I creep right up inside that I see it's a woman, built like a brick house. She's wearing a big leather apron and she's wielding a 10-pound hammer like she's conducting a death metal orchestra. And I start poking around her workbench, looking for something. I'm looking for anything at this point, anything, you know, to get the choker off me. She's got quite a setup in that place. Laser welders, diamond-tipped hammers, thousand-pound anvil, blast furnace in there, so hot it's like the breath of hell itself. So I'm working my way through her tools while her back was turned. But then, you guessed it, I coughed, gave myself away. The hell? What are you doing? Get off of there, you little crook. Now relax, I'm just looking. Oh, so it talks, too. Gotcha! When she got a hold of me, well... There was no going nowhere, because that hand of hers, it's metal and hydraulics. Oh, what are you? Get your claws off me! Some sort of radioactive rat? Stop! Let me go! You were gonna steal from me, weren't you, rat? Put me down! Put you down? <laughs> it's a dangerous request in a place like this. Where would you like me to put you down, hmm? Uh-huh. Here? In the coals? Uh-uh-uh! Uh-uh! Oh, no! Stop! 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 I can see now that your whiskers have been singed. He's fine. Don't make me out to be the bad guy, Rat. I'll shove it down your throat. You neglected to mention he tried to knock me out with a hammer. Uh, self-defense. You wouldn't have found nothing anyway. Not there. Not to safely cut through adamantium. (laughs) 
would have opened up an artery. Then where should I be looking? Play by the White Queen's rules. Maybe you'll learn. <laughs> so you're going to help us? We'll help you if you help us. How did you lose your body, Joanna Forge? How did I gain an arsenal, is another way of putting it. Either way, I am curious. Same thing that eats up everybody around here. Cancer. Every time a lesion or a tumor flares up, I make the excision myself and then create a prosthetic. You are not the kind of person who accepts her fate. No, I am not. And that is why you are part of the Second Dawn. What do you know about it? I would like to know more. Doom has an armory. So do we. The Queen is asking for you. She's in her private quarters. What happened with Craven? That's what she wants to talk to you about. I'll head over. Her too. Me? The skin bot? You go on, I'll watch the raccoon. It's Rocket. You two better hurry, she's weak. Joanna. Yes, my queen. Will you pour me some water, please? Of course, my queen. You drink this, and you rest. You need your rest. Mm. Uh, thank you, darling. Let's get you comfortable. Do you want more pillows propping you up? No, no, this is, this is fine. Why are you so weak, Emma Frost? Because it takes a toll. What does? My mind isn't what it used to be. When I extend myself, it, it takes a toll. What happened? I passed your test. That's what happened. Will you tell me? Can't you see she's tired? Quit with your questions. It's all right, Joanna. What happened with Craven? I bought you some time. How? I broke him. He came here to the heaven and hellfire, to this very room, under my guidance this time. You are not a dead antenna. <laughs> Indeed, I am not. He was hovering somewhere between awareness and confusion when I closed the door behind him. I smell something. That would be my perfume. It helps cover up the stink of this world. No. Beneath it, I smell an animal. There has been an animal in this room. Kneel on the floor. <sighs> what did you say? I said, kneel on the floor. Did you hear me? Remember, Sergei. Remember the time before. You were reaching into his mind? Yes, the very bottom of his mind. The primal core of it. Was it a memory? Not just any memory. His worst. He was just a boy, ten years old. This was in the far north. His parents were professors. 
biologists at St. Petersburg University, and they were conducting a long-term habitat study near the Arctic Circle. One day, an ice bear came out of the freezing fog and tore apart their shelter and mauled them to death. He wasn't craven then. He was Sergei. And Sergei ran into the cold white nothing. And he kept running, with only the sun's brief appearance in the sky to guide him south. For four days, he was on his own, eating snow and lichen, sleeping in shelters built from rocks. And then the ice bear came for him, too. The ice bear is the only animal on Earth that actively hunts man. It had stalked him all this way, the taste of his family's blood still staining its muzzle. Sergei didn't know it, but he had stumbled into an oil field. A petroleum geologist happened to be out with his crew repairing a vent pipe. He shot the bear. He saved Sergei. The boy didn't speak for a year. He was consumed by his shame and his fear. Instead of trying to help his parents, he ran. Instead of defending himself, he fell to the ground and cried like an infant. He made a vow to himself. He would never again be the prey. Only the predator. Where is Craven now? He's not Craven now. He's Sergei. I made him so. He'll be trapped inside his own head for at least a day, possibly two. He's presently curled up in his bed, shivering at his powerlessness, clutching his bowie knife. The one with the bone handle? The bone of the ice bear. <laughs> That's enough. You should sleep now, Miss Frost. Yes. Oh, yes, that sounds nice. But first, would you say I've passed a test of loyalty, Cora? I've subdued Craven, after all. I've bought Quill some time. I would say that you have, yes. You will do the same for me. How? Joanna, grab her. <laughs> Gladly. What? I don't understand. It appears you're outfitted with a security system in case anyone should hijack your system. That is correct. Thankfully, we know how to bypass that. See this little doodad? Been in development for some time. We've considered using it on the Doombots, but you're a perfect case study, I think. It's an acorn-sized combo of surveillance and explosive technology. And I'm gonna shove it down your throat, Skinbot. <laughs> Understand, we don't want to hurt you, darling, but we're also not entirely sure where your loyalties lie. Are you really with Quill and Rocket? Or are you serving the Rigelian Empire? We can't risk you skipping town with the Black Vortex. So, we're gonna be recording the recorder. And if we don't like what we hear... Boom! <laughs> consider it a trust exercise. Marvel Entertainment and Sirius XM present 
Marvel's Wastelanders, Old Man Star-Lord. Starring Timothy Busfield as Star-Lord and Chris Elliott as Rocket. Directed by Kimberly Sr. Original sound design and music by Mark Henry Phillips. Written by Benjamin Percy. Featuring Dylan Baker as Doom. Nadine Maloof as Cora. Patrick Page as Craven the Hunter. With Vanessa Williams as Emma Frost. And Danny Glover as Red Crotter. Additional performances in this episode by Elizabeth Francis as Joanna Forge, Jason Babinski as Goon, Kaliswa Brewster as Protester, Asif Manvi as Rattlesnake Pete, Alex Wiseman as Man, Jennifer Regan as Woman. With additional voices performed by Jordan Boatman, Kate Bergstrom, Richie Nash, and David Samuel. Produced by Jenny Rattlet Mast, Brad Barton, Becca Seidel, M.R. Daniel, Larissa Rosen. Our production manager is Libby Felch. Assistant director is Josiah Davis. Casting by Elaine Aldeffer. Casting associate Lisa Donadio. Production assistants from Tatiana Duchard and Reese Munn. Our assistant engineer is Ryan Lessie. Editing by Michael Oldmark and Mark Henry Phillips. Sound design and mix by Mark Henry Phillips. Foley artists Joanna Fang and Leslie Bloom. Foley engineers Connor Nagy and Ryan Collison. Additional engineering from Nathan Rule, James Kerwood, Robert Kessler, Jim Lively, Carl Force, Camille Hoffman, Rob Sayers, Becca Fallborn, Lauren Mullen, and Roger Heiss. Original score composed by Mark Henry Phillips. Music clearance by Christine Bergren and Allison Marshall. Production legal by Chad Russo and Raymo Law PC. Payroll services by Violet Romero of ABS Payroll. Our line producer is Alex Levine. Executive produced by Dan Buckley, Joe Casada, Sarah Amos, Stephen Wacker, Daniel Fink, Ellie Pyle, and Jill DeBuff. Special thanks to Ryan Broussard, I May Donna Kelly, Mark Montgomery, Abby Pierce, Adam Poss, Zoe Winters, Ron Richards, Mark Millar, Steve McNiven, Lydia Smith, Chris Mast, Andy Grotolution. The character of Star-Lord was created by Steve Englehart and Steve Gann. The character of Rocket was created by Bill Matlow and Keith Giffen. My name is Tim Rose. Marvel's Wastelanders, Old Man Star-Lord is a production of Marvel Entertainment and Sirius XM in association with Wave Runner Studios. For more information, visit marvel.com slash wastelanders. This podcast was recorded under a sag after collective bargaining agreement. No animals were harmed in the making of this podcast. On the next episode of Marvel's Wastelanders, Old Man Star-Lord. I figured it out. I know how to find the Black Vortex. The story will have to wait. I'm about to unload a game changer and you want me to wait? Another Doombot is approaching. You were followed. What? No! That's impossible. Because you're wearing a hat, you think you're invisible? We have ten seconds. Down! Behind the bar! Get down! I'm not gonna die on my knees. A bullet's not gonna make any difference. You can't see us, just stay down. Scanning for foreign individuals. Scanning for foreign individuals. It's right there.